0: This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to the Simply Be Podcast, episode number 196. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jessica Zweig. Welcome to the Simply Be Podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're not new to the show, welcome back. This is a place where we get to talk about all things authenticity. Branding, entrepreneurship, leadership, spirituality, and empowerment, really. And what it really means to live your truth and how to infuse that truth into a business, into a life that feels totally in alignment, totally of service, totally from your highest self, so that you can rise and everyone else around you can rise as a result. And we talk to everyone from spiritual thought leaders to Famous authors to experts in DE and I. We talk to members of the Simply Be team, who are all experts in their own domain when it comes to creative graphic design, marketing, PR, and just so much more. I believe that when you free yourself to simply be yourself, you give everyone else the permission to do the same, and that's really what this show is here to be: is a permission slip to help you. Fully flex that unique DNA that only you have, that only you incarnated here with, that will be the only DNA ever incarnated here on planet Earth based on your decision to come here and live out your assignment. So, we are here to talk about that evolution as a collective on the show. And so, if you love this show, if this show has impacted your life in any capacity, share it with a friend, tag us on social media, and of course, go ahead and leave us a review in Apple if you haven't already done that. So, Just really excited to be here with you all each and every week. This week, I'm coming at you from Nashville. I am back in my home away from home. My husband and I are renting that house again, 10 acres of land, so much green, so much nature, so many birds chirping as we start to move into the planning of designing and building our own home on five acres of land right down the street from where we're staying. So it's just a really beautiful full circle moment to be back here for the fall the shifting of seasons virgo season the fall season just a change in so many areas of my life as i am doing a lot of my own work at this time so just really excited to drop in to this episode with you an episode that is just so freaking juicy this interview this conversation that i have today with the beautiful sparkling bright light goddess of an entrepreneur and most of all just a human being natalia benson So I've been following Natalia Benson for a really long time. She's BFFs with Gala Darling, who was on my show at the very beginning of this whole thing and have definitely been in her orbit from an Instagram perspective. And last summer, so the summer of 2021, I went to LA to support Scout Sobel's book launch, The Emotional Entrepreneur. You should all go pick up that book. And also to host a little brunch of influencers myself as part of the book tour I was on for my book B. and. Natalia is friends and works with Scout. And so she was at that event. And I remember standing in the middle of that party and in walked Natalia Benson and she and I made eye contact. I have the chills right now, just telling the story. It was as if I had been connected to her my entire life, probably many lifetimes. It was two star beams, just making eye contact with each other. And there was just this instantaneous recognition of one another's lights in the purest, most profound sense of the word. I felt immediately at home with her. And so we, of course, hung out at that party and then became even more connected on the socials and emailing and supporting each other and rooting for each other. And I just knew instantaneously that I had to get her on my podcast. It's taken us a year and a half. She's a busy babe, as you'll hear about. Obviously I am too, but everything in divine timing. And here she is today on this incredible episode where we're going to talk about, you know, her story. And most of all, I really wanted to dig into her business, which just seems to be killing the game, but in a way that is authentic and aligned and in her feminine and in her flow and creative and fun and inspired and easy. And I really wanted to demonstrate a woman who is fully in her CEO power and who is manifesting millions of dollars, not based on what she is doing, but who she is being and the lifestyle changes and tips and tricks and practices and rituals that have allowed her to step into her next level version of herself which she continues to ascend. And if you are familiar with the show, you know, if you're not, welcome again. This is what we do here on the Simply Be podcast. We choose a theme, we choose an intention each and every month. And this month in September, we're talking all about what it means to be the next level version of yourself. And Natalia's story is one shedding of layer after the next, after the next, as she has risen into this really incredibly inspiring place in her life, in her career. And I'm just so excited to tell her story through this interview. Now, who is Natalia Benson? If you don't know her, she's got the most fire fucking branding. I'm obsessed with her colors and her logo and her fonts and her whole aesthetic, which is what drew me to her. But if you really click a million, you know, you don't have to click a million layers deep. You can, you can feel it instantly. Actually, there's, there's so much depth and intention on her side that has gone into her brand, but What she's really at her core all about is she's a conscious business coach and money mentor who is deeply passionate about all things women empowerment and spirituality, which is, hi, why we vibed. Her mission is to see women empowered with the ability to create their own revenue streams, running businesses that contribute and don't deplete to the whole of humanity. Again, can you see why we're like best friends from another life? She's also deeply passionate about creating more depth, Compassion and empowerment in the world at large via the practice of self accountability and the integration of spiritual tools. She's got a very deep background in astrology. She used to be a DJ. She's created so many profound, beautiful programs that are really serving women across the world. And I'm just so excited to finally have her on my podcast for this conversation that I know is going to really, really move you. It certainly moved me. It made me pick up the book, Miracle Morning, and I've transformed my life truly based on this conversation that I got to have with her personally. And now I'm so grateful to share it with all of you. There's so much in this episode, you guys. Take notes. Highly recommend you take notes. And without further ado, here's my beautiful conversation with the beautiful, beautiful soul, Natalia Benson. Natalia Benson, it's funny. You have been in my Instagram universe forever, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I went to LA last summer because we have a mutual connection with Scout Sobel, who's been on my show, who we both know and love. Yeah. And when I went to her book launch party, and I walked, you, wa- I was already there, and you walked in. And we like made immediate eye contact, and I was like, I know her; I've seen her before, right?
1: Uh, yeah. I loved you instantly. I was like, oh my God, I saw you. And I was like, you're so powerful and not even just like, Obviously your physical beauty, but you like radiate, like you have a you have radiance. And I I was like, oh my God, she knows me. I'm like, I know her somehow. What? It was just this moment. And it was just like, it was the biggest blessing, the biggest blessing. I know. Ditto, thank
0: you so much for coming on my show today. I'm like really excited to share you and to have this conversation. I'm honored too. So you are just this magical entrepreneur, spiritual leader beautiful, female, divine creature living her light in the world. And I know it wasn't always like this, right? You have Mm. a real beautiful story and journey that you have been on. So can you kind of take us back? And obviously it's a long story, but tell us the highlights of, of who Natalia Benson was before Mm. this version that we all see and know today.
1: Oh, I love this, babe. Well, first off, just thank you so much for having me. Like I'm, I just love being in your presence and mm-hmm. I'm so honored to not only sit with you, but also to get to meet your community and your people today. So basically just the highlight reel, not so highlight because these are lots of low lights. but basically huh. the tra- I went through a full-blown transformation. Like there's I get this reflection. I lived in LA for 13 years. So a lot of people, um, used to know me when I was younger. Um, I had jet black hair, not natural. My hair isn't natural now either, but I had jet black hair, dyed it black. I just, that felt really safe to me to just not really be seen. I was in a very internal process for a very long time, struggled with addiction, struggled with drug use. Mm -hmm. And really all of that, I was just looking for my soul. I was looking for connection. I was looking for like, whatever word you want to use. I was looking for some kind of divine connection, whether we call it God, the universe, whatever I was seeking, I was searching. And most of all, I was suffering a lot. And so I did a lot of things in my twenties to attempt to move out of the suffering. And I got really into meditation, really into yoga. And those were my initial like spiritual tools of choice that really helped me start to reframe my identity. I stopped looking at myself as like a mind and a body, Mm. and like just this carbon copy of like my family or my parents. Not to say they're wonderful, but like that's not me and it never was. So my 20s were just wrought with a lot of fear, fear of abandonment, and the things that I would do to cope with living in fight or flight all of the time, but spirituality and also entrepreneurship. Strangely, these were things that were just sort of like life vests that I kept sort of like fawning for, but I, it took me a long time to get all of this stuff. I started my first business at 19. It was a jewelry line. I had it for nine years. I, I don't know that if I ever made more than $30,000 in a year with it, because I was terrified of selling. And I never understood that there was such a thing as financial trauma. I never understood that self-worth was a really important key piece of how I functioned as like a young entrepreneur. So This is just some of the highlights and the lowlights, but moving into my later twenties and into my early thirties, that's when everything really came together because I started making decisions. When I was 27, I literally had this key moment where I was like, I'm going to teach myself to be a millionaire. By the way, this is the girl who has $55 in her bank account and thinks she's loaded. Like literally like to me, $55, to $200. My bank account was like a lot of money. That was a lot. That seemed like a lot to me, but I literally just had this day where I was like, I'm going to teach myself to be a millionaire. I'm still in that process, but that decision, that incision in consciousness, I, I just was like, I'm going to do something different. And I started studying. I set a money date with myself every Tuesday where I would read 33 minutes of T. Harv book, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. And that just over the years slowly started to chip away at these old identities that I had. And it was really the gateway into who I am now. There's so many other things to say, but I'll, I'll hold it right there.
0: So much to talk about. I'm obsessed. (laughs) I feel thank you for your transparency and for your authenticity there. I love, you know, you're a starseed like me. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Like not feeling like you fit in with your family system and then you struggle for much of your young adult life. And then you kind of come to finding your connection to your spirit through your soul. And that's really when you activate and find your power, which you really have. And what I love so much about you, Natalia, and the way you show up is you've really shaped your business around teaching people what you've learned, like truly in service yeah. to your community. And I know that you're not making $30,000 a year anymore, girl, you're running a seven figure <laughs> operation and, and you really have tied in spirituality and astrology into manifesting. So I want to talk about manifesting because when I think of manifesting money, I think of you, like it's a real synonymous concept experience with your personal brand. And so what are some of the things you've learned about, take us beyond this pivot point when you started to really grow wealth and grow your, your business, what were some of the most powerful things you learned about manifesting?
1: So I always like to say with money that there's two sides of the coin. I like to be clever with things like that. There's two sides of the coin of money. There's the emotive spiritual, like the manifesting. And then there's what I like to call the tactical practical. So the turning point for me and actually becoming really grounded and quite, let's see, embodied in my manifesting process was actually when I learned money management. So here's the funny thing, because for me to start to learn money management and like to start to practice money management in my life and with my bank accounts and all the things, it actually took an immense amount of healing. It took an immense amount of like emotional accountability because I had been avoiding doing something like this for ever like i never i had such like a a an aversion to things like that and so when i talk about manifesting and i i do teach it quite a bit but i always want it to feel really grounded because i think what can happen in the conversation especially of manifesting money is it can get really like really i don't i don't want anyone i don't want to sound offensive but i think it can lose accountability quickly and i think that what makes manifestation fulfilling and also, um, effective is when we take full accountability of where we are. And we know that healing is a big part of the manifestation process, especially with money. Like most of my work is circumvented around, like I have a course, um, called heal your money, which is inside of a membership and all of it circumvents around that self-awareness that it takes to like hold a new identity of money, yeah. a new identity of how we relate to money. And then I feel like our manifestations flow because number one, we have a safe space, AKA a money management system. This is just one example. We have a safe space for money to live in our lives. And We also have an identity of someone who like holds wealth, holds money, builds a business, shows up and sells, or, you know, like shows up in whatever way, like equates to someone's own definition of success, what success looks and feels like. But, um, that's, that's important to me. There's the two sides of it. And, and to me, some of the manifesting, especially with money, it's not always sexy because it's kind of the things that you've got to do to actually hold it. Cause it's one thing to make money. It's one thing to manifest money. It's an entirely other thing to keep and to take care of the money that you've been entrusted with. Yes.
0: Oh, all of the things. This is what I love so much about you. I love so many things about you, but the spiritual <laughs> you. magic, like fucking gorgeous fairy that you are, you're so real and like the groundedness and the pragmatism of mm. this conversation. And it's not magical woo. Like we, we're dealing whether we want it to be or not in the 3d and we need to have a practical yes. approach to this very necessity, this very necessary tool and energy yeah. called money. And yeah. I'll just yeah. reflect quickly. Cause you're so, we're so in alignment. I was broke, tons of financial scarcity, hated looking at my bank account. I ran a business. I never wanted to touch a spreadsheet. I hated profit and loss statements. Like it made me <laughs> sick. And then Same. I, I started Same. My, like, it was, and it caused me a ton of actual financial scarcity because my, I, I avoided it. It, it, I didn't, want it to be a part of my identity because I told myself I didn't know how it could be a part of my identity. And when I started Simply B in the very early beginning, I hired an accountant and a financial advisor. And I sat down with him in our very first meeting and I opened up the spreadsheet with him and I l- looked at him and it was more like saying to myself, I'm going to, I'm good at money. I'm good. At, I'm going to be good at this, this time. It was my second go around with my business. Mm. And it's flourished, right? And it's not been perfect, but I have such a different relationship with myself around Mm -hmm. money. And I think that's everything you just shared is so, so spot on. And I love that you teach
1: it. That gives me chills. And I just want to add to what you just said was exactly me the second time around. Because I think what happens is we're like, well, I didn't do this right before. So then we make the story that like, well, I won't be good at this or I'm not good. Or we say the worst, which is I am because anything we say after I am so important, then we say, I am not this, or I am not capable of this. And so I love it. That was exactly what I said, babe, was I was like, Mm. yeah, maybe in the past I failed quote unquote failed at this, but it's going to be different now. And I think when we care about what I think when we come to love and care about ourselves and we really care about a mission and a vision and a why for what it is that we're doing, I think we're willing to show up and do the spreadsheets. Yeah,
0: spreadsheets <laughs> are fun. I love like that <laughs> Me now. too. They are. It, it they actually are. is the best personal like, spark to feel you've accomplished something, to tell a new story about yourself really. And that, that changes the game but I do have a question for you. So there's people maybe listening who's like, this sounds great. Natalia and Jessica, like change your identity, change your story, you know, change your life. But my story right now is I'm not making a lot of money and I'm not closing the deals. And, you know, I'm not getting the calls that I want to get. And people aren't signing up for my courses as fast, whatever it is. And they're in actual scarcity. Like it's not a, you know, it's not an energy. It's, it's what's in their bank account. So how do we shift from scarcity to abundance? What tips and steps would you give that person?
1: I love this. I, you know, I think one of the most powerful things that we can do is learn. Like we all have the same amount of time every single day. We have 24 hours in a day. And of course you need to sleep. So please sleep. Sleeping is very, very important. (laughs) For brain function, important for mood, all the things bringing your dreams and your manifestations forward. But what are you doing with your time and your focus? I know for me personally, and I and this is what I teach. There is no such thing, in my opinion, as get rich quick or overnight. Like it just switches and turns. I. This is my personal perspective, and. I don't want I don't want to dampen anyone's dreams but I think this actually helps because it it helps you give yourself grace with the process of creating a strong foundation. To me self investment whether by just time or if you have some money to invest in yourself, but let's just talk time for now. YouTube was one of the single tools that helped me transform everything. Wow. Finding free content and listening, like I'm a learner, like if you're here for a reason today It's because like, there's something here that like called you forward. Learning to me has been the single thing, investing time in myself. So I used to have a job where I commuted from West Hollywood to Vernon. It would take me sometimes two hours even though it was probably should have taken 25 minutes, welcome to Los Angeles right. traffic. Yeah. And Vernon was like way, way south of downtown. And I would literally, in those drives, and I transformed my life not long after this. And I'll tell you the two things that I did. In those drives from West Hollywood to Vernon, I listened to books, Susie Orman. I was also really figuring out my love life then, too. So I would listen to books about money and love. I literally was like, if I can just get this money and love thing. I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. I'm going to tell everybody in the universe what I learned. So that I turned my, as Tony Robbins says, I turned my vehicle into a university on wheels. I literally learned. So my two hour commute there and two hour commute back, I listened to audiobooks. and I just, and I would listen to them on repeat. So that was a big thing. Another thing that helped me transform. So I talked about the two sides of the coin of money. There's what we do, and there's also who we be. And so, in terms of who we be, that more manifestation receptive quality. I started my mornings intentionally. That year, I read a book by Hal Elrod called The Miracle Morning. And I learned about the power of morning practice, which I knew about from Kundalini because Kundalini is obsessed with like morning sadhana. But I was like, I'm not waking up at 4 a.m. to do sadhana every day. So instead, I was like, let me find another tool that makes sense for my life right now. And I started to do morning practice. I would visualize. I'd visualize my bank account. I'd do my spiritual practice. This, I'd visualize a marriage because I really wanted to get married. Well, spoiler alert. You got me. Everything I visualized is currently now. And like I said, this was back in 2018. It's not like this happened immediately. And I don't say this to be discouraging. I say it because patience is the key ingredient, not just patience with the process, but patience with yourself. Wherever you are right now, you can transmute it. And the thing is, is there's just something that you need to learn truthfully. Like that's all there's some, there's a tool, there's a skill, there's a new action. There's something that you can, that you can like bring into your consciousness and bring into your nervous system so that you can like, be like, wow, life can be different because I can be different.
0: Girl. So good. (laughs) That was I love you. Gold. I love you. You're fucking amazing. Okay. I, I, so many things, by the way, I met I met your man in LA for a brief minute and he's beautiful. Yes, and the two of you are beautiful. He is amazing. <laughs> and I was actually on your Instagram stalking you in preparation for this. And you tell the story um, about how you were with our mutual friend Gala and you were, this was a couple of years ago, and she said to you, "You were like, I really want to find love." And she was like, "Maybe it's not in the cards for you." And you went home, and you were finally at peace with that. And it was that decision yes. of peace and surrendering and letting go that called him in. And yes. he was in the exact same point in the exact same time, and the kind of cosmic serendipitous alignment of the both of you having those moments of surrender before you actually met each other. It's really magical. Yeah.
1: By the way. Makes me cry. It's like, cause also the question you just asked, babe, about like the from the vantage point of scarcity and like fear and feeling like I used to feel like that all the time, both with financially and I I felt like I was never gonna find anyone. And I and it got really bad. Like I I won't I don't need to go into the details, but it got really bad like where I was like, I don't know if I could do this anymore, but it's just those moments. I had a key moment includes Gala where I talked to God universe. And I was like, I need your help. Like I need some guidance. Like if you don't help me, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I just, I was almost angry, Yeah. but I stayed open. And then I got Gala's book in the mail, EFT tapping. She did a session with me, one EFT tapping session, very passionate about EFT. Thanks to Gulls, one EFT tapping session. And it helped me heal and reframe a pattern that I'd had that was keeping me in scarcity, keeping me in abandonment, fear, all of the things. And not long after that, and it, look, we don't, we don't have to go in that full direction, but please check out EFT for yeah. anyone listening oh, yeah. who never has. It's so powerful, so simple, such a simple technique. And then not long after that, business began to flourish, met Mick five months later. And before that, my life looked completely different. So again, that, that learning of new tools, and then it can just be one key thing on top of a strong foundation of process and practice and things can change. And I just, I am really, I love to share that because Mm. I just think when we stay committed to what we truly want for our lives, what we want to see for ourselves and what we want to see in the world and what we know we're capable of contributing, it's just the, the, the answers are there and there's something beyond just our mind that can help us as well. that's been a big continually a big lesson for me i trust something bigger yeah than my brain i
0: love it all i hope you're all taking notes this is amazing (laughs) advice across all the things i know one of those bigger things beyond your own brain that you really love and abide by and teach is astrology i think when we met at scout's event you're like with the first question you asked me like what's your sign i'm like i love her like you wanted to know my sign my rising my moon right away and so everything every all the things cuz it is a science that tells us so much about ourselves it's one of the most powerful reflective tools available to us as humans and so what led you to astrology tell us about how you utilize astrology in your own business not just your life but how you teach it i mean i really find your perspective and and how you teach it to be so Accessible and unique at the same time.
1: I mean, astrology is. I know this is kind of silly. I think Ruby Warrington used to say this, which I love. Um, astrology is my gateway drug to spirituality. Yeah, like I've heard her say that. It's yeah, I love that, and it is. It truly was the first thing that like kicked open the door to my own self awareness, which I think spirituality for me is like self awareness, self accountability astrology and its most empowering octave is that it's not about like my horoscope says this today or my chart says this. I like, I'm an Aries, so I get very passionate, but I'll be like shouting on a training with my babes. I'll be like, stop using your astrology against yourself. Like I get really adamant about it because these tools, they're powerful, but it really depends just like a hammer. You can use a hammer to hang up a picture or you can use a hammer to hit yourself in the head. It's the same tool. It's just, how are you using it? And for me, astrology, I focus on natal chart astrology. So I like to know, what's your birth date, what's your birth time, what's your birth place. Let's look at a snapshot of the sky at the moment you were born. And then an astrologer interprets that like literally interprets. What does it mean? What are the configurations? How do they express themselves in both strengths and challenges in a current incarnation? Um, I'm most At this point, I'm obsessed with astrology as a blueprint for like intentionality with a business and intentionality with your finances. So I have a method called the astrology astrology astro money biz method. And where I actually look at the chart and then we see like, it's a little something I, that I coined called house traverses. And we actually look at the, let me see if I can explain this and not sound like Gandor or something, but it's basically like, how can we, how can we look at like the archetypal energies in certain parts of your chart and how you can activate like your business blueprint, your money blueprint, how to work in your business, how to work, um, in the day-to-day because all of these things, the, the, the reason I'm so obsessed with astrology is that it touches on every key piece of human existence that's why it's such a brilliant system that's why Mm -hmm. it survived so many thousands of years of it's had to go underground it's you know, there's still people that don't like it, don't agree with it, but it's just like, it is such a special system and it does, like you mentioned, babe, it does help you understand yourself and how to navigate your life. Not by someone telling you like, you're this, you're this, be like this, but reminding you something at a core level of your essence. Yeah. That's just like, oh my God, I feel, I feel clear. That's yeah. important. Totally. Totally. You have taken
0: astrology and your relationship with money and consciousness and spirituality and creativity and really blended it into this one of a kind business that I know you are thriving in. I think I saw like $1.7 million in revenue in the last couple of years. Like you've really crushed it and. Should say crush, it's very masculine, but you have. I know really, you <laughs> I said really, that today. I was like, Who just said that? <laughs> Let's not talk about it. You expanded yeah. and you've allowed yourself to receive yes. all of this beautiful abundance. And I'm just like, out of pure curiosity, tell us about the structure of your business, your model, your team, your day to day. I just want to learn about you as an entrepreneur.
1: Oh my God. My Capricorn rising loves this dress. Like I'm so happy. I love talking about this. And I I actually was mentioning this morning because my podcast at this point has turned so into business conversation. And I've had to be like, I'm so obsessed with this because it's so powerful. And I see not only the liberation and the fulfillment it creates in my life, but what it does for other people. It's just the coolest. So, okay. So let's see. Natalia Benson Coaching Corporation. So we're an S Corp. We're a small corp. Cool. Um, We have a very, very small team. It's basically me as the CEO. I have my main VA, Meg. She's uh, overseas remote. We've never met, but we've been working together for three and a half years. Uh, She essentially acts as like a bit of a COO as well, but she's mainly just like my right and left hand helps me run all the admin for the business, takes care of all of our clients. Um, We have, we actually just... Oh, big lesson I just learned in business lately is simplification and minimalism. Mm-hmm. As a manifesting generator, I can literally be like an idea factory and make things hyper complicated. And I've been learning that simplification and clear communication is literally one of the best things that you can do. And we're actually in a place right now where I feel like we're in a contraction period of just like, What are we doing? Where are we going? Who's working with us? What are the whys so Mm. that we can expand? And it's not just about growth for growth's sake. It's like, how are we actually taking care of the things we're already doing instead of always being focused on like, what's next? How are we growing bleep blue? So the main thing in our business We have essentially three, what I like to call monetization pillars that we work off of. We have digital courses, which are like a big, big part of my mission and my obsession. I love courses. Um, We have magical women and money and our business school. And then I have like high level mentorship offerings. So these are the three core pillars of the business that Megan and I both tend to. Then we have what I like to call kind of on the left-hand side of the pillars. I do all this visually. I'm obsessed with Canva, but um, I see it. I'm with you. (laughs) <laughs> right? Oh my God. You would love this. I know you would. I want to show you this actually, cause it's, it's a really cool thing that I do in our, in our business audits, but basically I have like what generates energy for the business, what generates energy for the mission. So we have our podcast. We have a team that takes care of the podcast. I take care of Instagram content, and then we have an Epic Uh, marketing team called authentic audience that we work with. So that is the ecosystem of the business. And I've just been learning more and more. And this to me is really special and important for anyone who's just starting, but it's like, or maybe not this, actually, I'm going to shelf that for a second. This to me is important for anyone who's deep in their business is, I think you get to a place where you're just like, who am I? And is what I'm offering aligned with who I am. And can I serve in like the deepest sense of integrity to what we're doing? And if the answer is no, then that's when you get to like, take things away. Like I've had a business, I've had a coaching certification for a few years and we're stopping it because I just can see, I need to grow. If I'm going to hold a program like this, I literally need to step back and go into mentorship I'm starting to do more breath work, which is a very new thing for me, but I'm like, I want to completely evolve this and then see if it actually fits in who I'm becoming and in the ecosystem of the mission of this corporation of this S corp of this business. So that's, uh, that's a bit of, of how we function. And I've been in some powerful spaces lately of just like, who am I and what is in alignment? And mm. I, and I think that asking those questions, especially when you're deep in, not always easy because it can mean big changes and saying no to things that feel comfortable. So I love that. That's that's a multifaceted answer, but I, I love, love, that, that love that answer. Question. I was like,
0: I didn't know what I expected, but I just, every question I'm asking <laughs> you, it's like, you just go down these beautiful golden, like, paths of wisdom and there's so much nuggets of, and information and listening to you. It's like, I don't know about those listening, but even me as an entrepreneur, like I think I'm very much in the pocket of my genius and alignment is the word of my year, 2022. That's my word. But to just listening to you just was able to take a huge deep breath, frankly, of, wow, growth for growth sake, isn't, isn't the game and I I say and believe one of my biggest core beliefs is your business will only grow to the extent you are growing as a human being. And sometimes we need to make temporary pauses or self-sacrifices to step away, deprioritize things, which might surprise our audience or community or clients so that we can fill ourselves up to come back that much more in service to who we're becoming and therefore the people we're meant to serve and who they're becoming. And I just big ass permission slip just listening to you say all of that truly I'm so happy you went there in that answer
1: oh thank you for that incredible and I feel safe to do so it's like I feel like so many amazing things are flowing through because I just adore you and I feel like I can be completely myself I feel like that's where I thrive and even why I truly needed to make a business because I was like. I don't fit in anywhere. So I need to make something yeah. and like create something where like my heart and like who I am and like my highest potential can really like have space to grow.
0: Yeah. And when we are stepping up to the plate and service minded leaders, light workers, you know, here to really pour into the planet and our own unique corner of it, mm-hmm. we sometimes don't prioritize ourselves in that equation. and don't step back, take spaciousness, have a miracle morning or reorganize our entire process and let go of people or products or timelines. And that's very much in the feminine, really in the flow to not follow these constructs. And I just, to hear you really walking that walk is incredibly inspiring to hear. And I think a lot of women especially need to hear it we're not supposed to have it all figured out all the time and that our businesses are symphonic. They're not stagnant. They're ever evolving. And just to watch you still grow and shine and be in such service while being true to yourself is huge. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you, my love. I receive that so big. I'm appreciative. It's really
0: true. It's really true. Mm -hmm. What is the, to the tactical again, to both sides of the coin, the day a day in the life for you like what are what is your typical sort of during the work week day in the life at Natalia Benson coaching Escorp?
1: I'm literally like, why am I obsessed with day in the life questions? like they just make me so happy I do <laughs> just i love i love so okay, let's think of like a let's think of like a typical day that's pretty busy, so and not busy for busy sakes, but like. We're like, we're rocking. We're doing, we're doing the mission. We're we're going for it. Oh, well, first things first. I have a morning practice. Tell so me about that. As yeah. soon as I wake up. Yeah, I'm really, really passionate about talking about morning practice. As I mentioned, the book that Hal L. Rod wrote that I read in 2018. Um, that was the first beginning of like, oh, morning practice, important. And for me, I wake up, I choose a thought. I'm not perfect at this, but I literally choose a thought, like Joe Dispenza says. Don't like, just let your brain go off in some problem. Cause the brain will always want to solve problems. I literally am like, what am I creating? What am I desiring? What's a vision that I'm holding right now? And I just think about it. I get out of bed. I have a mind, body, soul practice depends. Sometimes I do my practices in bed, depends on what kind of day it is. And typically first things first, some form of spiritual and mental practice some form of movement, whether I go for a long walk or I go to Pilates, like, or I do a quick like mat workout doesn't matter. I do something to move my body. I do something to take care of myself because most days I am sitting in my little kneeling chair for a long time, especially if it's a full day of calls and meetings. So I would just say the way that I set my morning is everything for me. I like to do cold water therapy as well. Um, I'm up in Idaho right now with my family and the water here's freezing. It's awesome. So that is so powerful because I just know if I do something challenging first thing in the day, I can like, what can't I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's not like every day in the business. I want to be doing every single thing that truly requires to be done. Um, but that doesn't matter because I have to think like, I, I love, uh, Dean Graciosi, like what's moving the needle, what's in service. So day in the life, like I segment my calendar according to themes. So Mondays are CEO days, Tuesdays are podcast and creative days. Wednesday are calls and meetings. Thursday are CEO days and Fridays are more podcasts and more CEO stuff and creative. So my days have themes. So Meg knows my, my assistant, she knows how to set my calendar. I know how to set my calendar because my life used to be unmanageable. And now it's like, I know, okay, it's Wednesday. It's a call day. I have a meeting with Megan in the morning. I've done my practices, um, and I just suit myself up. I plan for my meals because Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but I can, when I get stressed or excited, I don't eat and Mm -hmm. it's really not good. I just can run myself out. So my days are very structured because I need that structure. Um, I do my best to finish working by six or seven o'clock. And, but it depends if I'm teaching, I'll usually go later. Or if there's something that's needle moving, that's really important. I'll work later. I'm not the best at stopping work. So I could be better at that. Yeah. You're that (laughs) switching off that energy. Um, but that would be sort of an overarching look on like a full day. And some days are a little more spacious, uh, but there's a lot going on right now. And like I said, it's that we have a small team. We had more contractors, but I just realized there's so many things like I had lost as my mentor and friend Tori Washington says, I had lost intimacy with my business. I didn't know what was going on because I was too good at delegating. Everybody's doing all this stuff. And I was like, is this working? Do we need this? And then it's been so fun actually. Cause I'm like, I freaking love running my business. I love it. Do I need to make sure I pause? i I tune into my human design. I have a sacral authority, I believe. If, am I feeling burned out and tired? Okay, it's time to literally reorganize my notion and set some stuff in my calendar and clear the day or clear the evening, whatever is possible. and i've I'm getting a lot better at listening to myself. I used to just be like just nonstop for from a lot of fear, a lot of fear, a lot of scarcity. And not to say that doesn't still come up, but what is so powerful is I have such a deeper trust with myself that I know when to like listen to my body and be like, Hey, it's time to relax. It's time to reset your schedule, communicate with Megan, communicate with who you need to communicate with and set some spaciousness. Cause you're starting to burn out. I used to just burn out and get sick all the time because I just would, I was like a bulldozer, fiery yeah. bulldozer.
0: And and look, wow, that was the truth. I just hearing you now and today it's what a, what a journey you've been on and how much you have evolved and applied all the spiritual conscious work that you have clearly done. And honestly, it's a, it's, I wish I could see you all the time because I love you first of all, and I feel such a sisterhood with you, but just the, the way in which you've constructed your life. Like I do a lot of work with the divine feminine wisdom, right? It's a huge part of my, yeah. I have a great coach. I talk about her all the time. It's, It's the path that I'm really studying and on in a lot of ways. And what I love about what you just said is you talked a lot about structure and systems, which we need as female leaders to be in our feminine, to be in our creativity, to be in our magic, to be in our highest vibration of service the fact that you have different days that you've structured your Monday through Friday with such organization and the, the, the morning routine. I mean, all of it sets us up to be more in the pocket of our our genius zone really at the end of the day and full circle to the beginning of our conversation, operating from a place of, of trust and allowance versus muscling our way through from a point of scarcity and fear which is a dance for sure. But I I just cannot tell you how much I needed to hear this conversation today, frankly, and how much I know my, my tribe is gonna love learning from you. I am like amazed at what you've built and just who you are. You're you. really truly walking it. And mm-hmm. tell us what programs you're running or like how people can engage with you. What are, you, you mentioned courses, coaching, masterminds, all of the things. Tell us about that. Before we we close out our convo today.
1: Oh, I love you, babe. This has been fantastic. I I love most of my like my power, my power queenies. Like we literally just talk on podcasts. We're like, hey, yes. good to see you. Love you. Oh, it's the, <laughs> it's best. Like the best. It's the best. So thank you for this space so much, my love. And so a couple of things that we have going on. Um just as like a wonderful little entry point, we have these things we create called prosperity reports. Um, they're literally based on your unique natal chart and I will make a little discount code and I'll send that over to your team. Um, but basically just speaking about like the prosperity that lives in like your money and business, uh, charts, I'm sorry, your natal chart, you can really, learn so much about yourself from one of those like simple reports and they're very powerful prosperity reports. I have magical women and money membership. Um, it's a six month membership experience with the two sides of the coin of money. And we're very focused on business owners and really making sure that soulful entrepreneurs have a healthy embodied and empowered relationship to their finances. And then, yeah, I do one-to-one business mentorship. I have a mastermind called the conscious CEO, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of things going on at MB Corp, but those are some core ones. And I'm very active on Instagram. Please come say hi, especially if you heard this is, this is like one of my favorite interviews ever. So I can't wait to share this. And if you happen to tune in, please come say hi and just at Natalia underscore Benson. Your Instagram is fire, like beautiful. Like oh, the branding, the colors, the content, you
0: like. Coming from you. Oh, that's huge. I actually huge. meant to tell you that earlier and we could have dug into like, we maybe that's the next interview. Just like how you came up with your brand because yes. it is So distinct. I mean, it. There's a lot of like same sameness and like the spiritual. Like with all due respect, like female space on IG, Mm -hmm. and you cut through. And it's probably what I why I -hmm. discovered you, and found you, and then met you at Scouts. I'm like, I know you, and so your energy Mm -hmm. radiates. And so go look up Natalia's programs and engage with this queen because you you feel you feel her, and you're so the real thing. I just love our relationship. Angel. It's the truth. I and the little you. like love oh, notes you sent just me. just made
1: my day. But it's true.
0: You make <laughs> mine. Like you'll, we'll catch each other on the DMs and you'll send me a voice note or you'll send me a message. And it, it's the power of sisterhood. Like we stand up straighter. We walk really. through the world more embodied and confident because of the reflections we can, we can give each other and we should give it to each other all the time Like that we need it. We okay. need it. It's like food.
1: Me too. Me so, too. Me too. And I just want to say for anyone who hasn't met Jessica in person, you have the most, like when I left the breakfast that you put together, I literally was high because that's what it is to be around people living in their hearts. And with such like kindness and awareness, I mean, you, you are the real deal. So everything you see in me, you reflected back, like that is you. And I just, I'm so like, to be a powerful woman and to see and to honor another powerful woman is the truest power and to like, to be inspired. So yes. thank you. Thank You're you. You're the best.
0: You're making me cry. That's I <laughs> and I receive it all. It's the truth. And I say it all the time. Like the light we see in others is the light we have in ourselves or we wouldn't be able to see it.
1: hundred percent. It's such the best reminder. Totally. Uh, I could gush all day. I'll, 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 <laughs> I love you. We'll do it again, babe. But because we don't I have all wait. day,
0: unfortunately, I wish I could continue this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the final question. But I know that this okay. is, you know, my my community is gonna go find more and we have to see each other and talk soon again. But for the purposes okay. of this podcast, I'm gonna ask you the last question. <laughs> okay. Which is, um, what do the words simply be mean to you? Mm. I love
1: that. Simply be to me is just the simple piece of acceptance, like self acceptance. I'm still working on that one. As you can hear, I'm very active. I'm very in that active polarity. But to simply be, I feel like it's like accepting yourself and meeting yourself with grace. And being in full faith to a bigger process and a bigger expression that's seeking to come through you. I love that.
0: I love that. Chills. Beautiful. That might be one of my favorite responses ever to that question. Yeah. Truly.
1: Thank you, my angel. This has been fantastic. I needed this today. Me too.
0: Life-giving. I love you.
1: Love you. Bye guys. Bye everyone.